one of the big things that will hold you back every single time is something that doesn't even exist anymore. And that is the past. How is the past holding you back? Why are you buffering by just using the past? We're going to be talking about that this week on episode 211 of The Relaxed Mail. This is The Relaxed Mail, a show that comes to you each week helping men to remove the nice guy from their life so they can actually live their life on their terms. Join the host, certified coach, Brian Goodwin, as he helps men step out of their heads and become free from the thoughts that bind them. Hey man, hello and welcome to the Relax Mail. I am your host, Brian, and I am a certified men's coach who assists men who are just neck deep in the suffering in their life. I help men who are going through things like divorce, relationship problems, going through job issues, things like that. Help them step through that, step through it and step into their life confidently. I help men who are just, just neck deep in all the problems, just, and, and struggling with whatever ends up being the biggest obstacle in their life. Cause life could come in as fast. And sometimes we just, we get overwhelmed with everything coming at us. And this just, if you can stop, step back and examine what your thoughts are, you can actually step beyond those problems and be able to assess the the problem, break the problem down, and you quickly find out those problems aren't problems at all. And we're going to be talking about that today because one of the big things that we suffer from is buffering. And buffering is the avoidance of doing things by doing other things. We if we are wanting to have a better relationship with our wife, we may buffer with alcohol. We may buffer with video games. We may buffer with work. We buffer in a lot of different ways. People, they buffer by doing a lot of shopping. Other people buffer by doing a whole lot of uh, just anything. We use porn as a buffering so we don't have to actually worry about getting a rejection from our wife if we want to approach them on sex. We get buffers. Uh, we like to step into buffering and perform buffering a lot of times. We have a crappy day. We eat a tub of ice cream, or at least I eat a tub of ice cream. <laughs> so we, we have a lot of, we have a lot of opportunities that rise in front of us to keep us playing small. And those opportunities that we take to keep us from stepping on to the next level that we want to be at, that is buffering. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we get started with that, I want to say hello to all the new guys, men and, uh, and other and women. And we do have a few women from time to time who are listening to the relaxed mail. I have gotten the opportunity to uh, talk to some of the folks who listen and it's kind of cool <laughs> to find out that, Oh my gosh, you, uh, I didn't, I know I speak dude. And so I'm more fluent in dude than I am with, with chick. But at the same time, it's great that there are women who come along and actually listen and hear and what, what I have to say. A lot of times also we, the, whenever I'm talking with, with women, they say that they actually play this so that they can get their, their men in their lives to, to hear it. So that they actually see. New ways of being able to look at the opportunities and the hindrances of their life in new and interesting ways. 
So guys and girls, thank you all very much for listening. If you're interested in want to get this podcast in your, in your feed every single day or every single week, you can subscribe and follow and uh, whatever podcast app you choose. And so let's go ahead and let's jump in now. Let's go ahead and let's start talking about what buffering is. Now, buffering, as I just mentioned, is the avoidance of thoughts and emotions. If we boil it all the way down, we don't want to do something because we are afraid of the thought that we're going to have with it, or we're afraid of what the outcome could possibly be and the thoughts that are going to be associated with us not doing that. Uh, so if we are associated with us actually doing whatever the, whatever the failure was. So if I was to say, if I spent $2,000 on a, on an ad for, uh, for lax mail and I got no one to answer from it, there's some thoughts that I would have on that. There's some thoughts that I would have that would cause some genuine emotions, either self pity. And actually it'd be a range of different emotions from self pity to anger, frustration, the desire to just give give up, desire to just burn the whole thing to the ground and just walk away. Now I wouldn't be able. I know, even though that thought comes into my head, it's <laughs> instantly is like, yeah, that ain't happening. So, but it, my the brain wants me to come up with ways so that I don't face the discomfort. And because we buffer, this keeps us from actually trying to do the things that we actually want to do with our lives. If we want to start up a business, we're going to come up with reasons as to why we can't start that business. Well, I've never done a business before. I easily confuse. We allow confusion and overwhelm to come rolling over us every time we start looking to the past. And confusion and overwhelm are the two biggest emotions that we will face when we're trying something new. Well, I don't know. I've not ever done it before. That's you looking to the past. You know what you also never did before you started doing it? You never walked before you started walking. When you were a little kid, you were a little baby. I'm watching this now with my granddaughter has no problem trying to learn to walk. You know, doesn't it just, she just goes with the flow. Just, you know, she gets up, she, she'll stand up. She'll be holding on to whatever it is. And sometimes she'll let go and she'll sway and wobble and, and, and all. And then on her butt again, that's part of life. You never rode a bike until you learned how to ride a bike. You hopped on the bike, you fell off. You hopped on the bike, you fell off. You hopped on the bike, you fell off. You did that until you hopped on the bike and you kept moving forward on two wheels. And you're like, holy crap. And then you crashed and you fell off. And then you had to figure out how to stop. <laughs> so we do this and it's not because, and we do our, we get all the successes when we stop looking at the, looking at the past. Do you think a baby would actually ever learn to walk if he was like, well, I've never learned to walk. I I don't know how to walk. I've never done walking before. I can't do that. Or ride a bike. If you looked at it like I've never ridden a bike before, that's going to keep you from wanting to ride a bike because you've never done it before. You never started a business before. Well, how are you going to run a business if you've never run a business before? (laughs) Easy. The same way you learned how to walk, the same way you learned how to ride a bike, and the same way you learned how to ride a unicycle. And the same way you learn how to play golf, the same way you learn how to play football, and the same way you learn everything. You try, you fail, you try again. And you keep trying until you get it. And like, oh, oh, yeah. You know, and all of a sudden the lights come on and you're like, all right, yeah, I got you. I got you. So we could do it like this. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Nope, that didn't quite work. All right, let's try this again. And you get to the basics and then 
boom, you're going to fail again. You get to the, you get one part figured out. Then you, it's time to try another one. It's kind of like ride, learning to ride a bike. You get started. You're riding a bike. You can take off. You can ride a bike. It's not the smoothest takeoff, but you can take off and you ride it. And now it's time to figure out how the hell do you stop this thing? For me, it was run smack dab into a curb and I had the most bruised taint that day. I remember just <laughs> my, a little embarrassed, but I had to show my, my stepmom. My, my crotch, because I was telling her, it's like, it hurts. You know, if you put pants on, you know, the crotch of the seat kind of pushes up against you a little bit, or at least it did whenever we were in the early eighties. And it was like, that hurts. <laughs> and she's like, what? And she looked and she said, yeah, yeah, you're bruised. <laughs> I'd, I would run into the, run into the curb whenever I was learning how to stop. And the bike was just a, you know, just a maybe an inch too tall. So I, I would rack myself. I mean, granted, I was, you know, I was young enough to where it didn't have the danglies were, were still, you know, high enough out of, out of range to, to not actually be impacted. But, you know, at the same time, you still hitting your, your taint on a, on a bar and do that enough times and you're going to get bruised. So yeah, walked around with a, for for a couple of days with a with, with a a bruised nether region because that first day I couldn't figure out how to stop so I would just the only thing I knew is to run head first into a, into a curb and it worked and then you know everybody kind of was showing me well you know they well I knew that if you pushed tried to pedal backwards you would lock the back wheel up but you know what do you do if you do that then you just fall over and so that was. Trying to figure out, you know, how to apply enough pressure so that you got everything slowed down, but also were able, had it to, had your, your wheels in a position so that you could step down on one foot and have the old other foot stuck out as a kickstand. You know, there was all that. You had to learn all these little steps. It wasn't automatic. And yet, whenever we're trying something new, whether it is, I want to have a better relationship with my wife or I want to have a, have a business of my own, or I want to start doing blacksmithing or carving wood or whatever it is you wanting to do, there's, you're going to screw it up. And because we are look to the past, you know, if we're doing, doing relationship wise, we're trying to have a better relationship with a wife. Well, she doesn't like it whenever I call her honey buns. Well, maybe she does. It's just how you're saying honey buns. You know, if you're going, hey, honey, bud, you know, you're doing it real sleazy. She may not, may not like it that much, but if you go up to her and you're, you're giving her a, uh, giving her a, a neck massage and you say, yeah, I love you, honey buns. And she, and it's in a different energy. There's a good chance she's going to be a little more receptive to, to a, the pet name that you give her or whatever it is. You have to try just because she, says she doesn't like something doesn't mean she necessarily doesn't like something just means she doesn't doesn't necessarily like it in a particular energy so as you're getting to know her again knowing getting to know your wife which is sounds weird but you do you have to get especially if you've been married like for me 25 years actually over 25 years but and you're deciding you know what i'm going to rekindle this relationship first off you got to have you know, you know reasonable expectations of what the relationship is. Are we going to be like when we first met? No. All right. First off, 
it, no, <laughs> we're not going to be horny teenagers because neither one of us are teenagers. All right. We're not going to be going at each other like rabbits. All right. But there is a better connection with each other. And what does that look like? What does that, what does that even mean? Honestly, I don't fully know. I may go through and I'm, that's kind of the main thing that I'm working on this year is I'm working on my body and I'm working on my community. These are the two main pillars that I want to focus on this year. And my community pillar is predominantly my wife. I want to build the relationship back up because we spend so much time in the same house alone. And like I said, it's not that I want to go and hang out with her, with her the whole day and spend it just sitting there watching, you know, whatever television show she wants to watch. The same as I don't care, really care for her to sit beside me and watch me play video games whenever I'm playing video games. But I do want to take the time, intentional time to spend it with her. And so we've started off doing, doing the, doing some questions. There are actually 36 questions that, that are Arthur Aaron's 36 questions. And honestly, what it's supposed to do is when you get finished going through all these 36 questions, you actually have a better sense of love for the other person. And I mean, these are not intrusive questions. These are questions like before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? If so, what is your most treasured memory? Tell your partner something that you would like, that you like about them already. You know, there's questions like that. And to be able to be able to share that type of, of intimacy, get to know what it is about, you know, what it is about your wife. What is it that we've missed? Have that better, more deeply seated connection is needed. Now to be able to do that, I can't be looking to the past because if I did, I would look at all the times she rejected me on sex. And I did that. That's why there's a good 10 year span in my, in my marriage. That's not the best 10 years of my life. There was a lot of resentment in that relationship that, at that time, there was a lot of, of anger and frustration. I mean, I, there was a lot of, I was going through some really messed up thoughts at that time, me playing the victim. And there's still a bit of me wanting to work through that because I convinced myself that, Hey, I am, you know, I'm the one playing the, I'm the one that's the victim in this because, you know, I thought I had the, the wrong interpretation of marriage as being, you know, I get to, I get to boink my wife whenever I want to No, because she's a human being herself. And so she's got to be in the mood to want to be boinked. And that was something that just, you know, I was, you know, I would, I was using sex. Yes. Sex is a, and physical touch is probably one of the big factors of, of marriage. And that, and that allows for us to have a deeper connection or at least allows me to feel like I have a good relationship with my wife. When we have sex, I know at least she cares enough for me that she wants to get naked. You know, but at the same time, women, you know, it's a kind of a hassle for women to get, to have sex. They have, unless they're wearing a sundress with no underwear on, they have to take something off. 
us guys, all we have to do is unbutton our fly and we're pretty much ready to go. But for women, they have to kind of, they have, there's a lot more to it. They have to sit there and mentally get themselves the proverbial juices flowing before they, and then they have to take the clothes off and then they, you know, they have to, they're once everything's all done, you know, 15 minutes later, if at the longest, you know, then they've got a mess they have to clean up on themselves and then get back dressed, get back, get dressed. And, and it's, it honestly, it is, it's a pain in the butt. And I can kind of see and understand why my wife would not want to have sex, you know, multiple times a day. It's like, damn, I just got myself dressed again, got myself all back in order. You're really trying to go at me again. It's like, nah, well, no. So to have the, the appreciation and the understanding of what the wife is going through can allow me to have a better relationship, but I can't do that. If I'm sitting here huffing and puffing about hurting all the reasons and reasons why she would tell me no, because I mean, there's time, there's, there's one time where I tried and I tried and I tried to get her in the mood. And I mean, uh, just, I'll just put it this way. The statement she made at the end of it, it hurt. It hurt a lot because she wasn't in the mood and I could lean back on that and go, well, she's just cold. She's just a frigid woman. I, she doesn't care to have sex anymore. Well, no, she's offered many times since that time to want to have sex. But what I have learned is for a woman to want to have sex, they've got to be comfortable with you. You've got to earn the right to have their body. That takes work. That takes trust. That takes mental insight. That takes knowing the person that you are loving. And I know some of the young guys, especially the young guys who are dating in today's, today's society, I feel sorry for you. Cause yeah, it is easy to get laid. Girls have sadly been told, Hey, give the guy's attention. All you have to do is just, just make them come. They're good. Boom. Voila. You're, they're all set where, and, and you've got the guy's attention and you could don't even have to worry about providing anything to the relationship because all the guys carry about is, is sex and you can do go about your own thing. And they're finding out now. That's not entirely true. That's a huge misconception. Us men, yes, show us boobs, hand us a sandwich, and we're happy. On the most part, is right. But we are a, just a little bit more complicated than that. We want to have a good relationship with our wives. That's the whole reason men, we sit around wonder why our wives have suddenly decided they want a divorce. And it's because we've st- been stuck in the past. Well, she'd be able to just sit here and watch television. She doesn't care because she's off in her room watching television herself. We want to look at the past. And so we keep our relationships small. We have to stop buffering because it's easy to buffer. It's easy to just sit there and watch television. It's easy to look at the past and go, eh, yeah, she doesn't like sex. I'm not even going to try anymore. And to a point, okay, don't try quite as hard, but you've seen, you've seen good examples of that. Of the whole, let's have, you know, where the guy was walking around smacking the, smacking his girl on the butt and she gets mad and tells him to stop. And so he's like, all right, fine. And stops. And then she wonders why in the world he won't ever whack her on the butt anymore. Well, that's, you know, that is our, that is our, our, our means of not getting, you know, not thinking our, our, 
our issues through. Why do we want to buffer? Because it's easy. Why It's easier to look at porn than to convince your wife, your wife to get out of her clothes. It's easier to sit there and play video games than to have a deep relationship with your wife and your kids. It's easier to say, I've never done this before than to lay out how you're going to make a business work. It's easier to look to the past and to say, I've never done that before. It's easier to say, look to the past and go, and just to say, this is how everyone else has done it, but it doesn't work for me. Well, that's because you're not everyone else. You're you to sit there and not go into a a new possibility and by saying, Oh, I've seen, I've seen this before I'm getting, I'm going to get scammed to sit back and go, well, the old days were better. And to try to stay, stay in the past, probably one of the worst things to do because sorry, you're not in the past. Yeah, I agree. The eighties were amazing. The eighties were rocking. I mean, the best days of my life was that decade of the, from eight, 1980 to 1989. Until I really get to thinking, and then 1990 to 1999 was a pretty freaking fun year, decade too. Had better music in the 80s, in, in my opinion, but that's beside the point. But either way, I'm not in the 1980s. I am in 2024. I'd love to be back in the 80s. Hell, I was, you know, a stupid teenager. Now I'm a 50-year-old dude, <laughs> and I'm having... A great time being a 50-year-old dude. If you're present, if you're intentional in your life, if you're intentional on where you want to go, you have, you're going to have a great time no matter what year you're in. You're going to have a great time in the present. And if you will let go of the grudges, because that's another thing that we like to buffer on. We don't want to have a new new relationship because, dude, it's easier to hold a grudge. Though that person that you're holding a grudge on isn't thinking about you at all. Oh, well, Wilson over in accounting, you know, he, he screwed me over. I'm, that's a son of a bitch. I ain't never going to talk to that. And Wilson, he's just walking around having the best time in his life, making money hand over fist while you're sitting there just being angry. You're not about to try to work it with him, try to get past whatever you're, you deem the hang up to be. Even if he did cheat you out of, out of money, holding the grudge is not helping you at all. You're not hurting him because that's the whole reason you wanted to hold a grudge is to to get back at him. Well, I'm going to wait until he sees, you know, no, dude, we've got a wonderful life ahead of us. You've got opportunities lining up. This is 2020. This is January, 2024. You can have the best dad burn year you ever wanted in your life, but you have to stop looking at the past. You have to stop buffering because of what happened in the past or what didn't happen in the past and decide I'm going to take a step. You have to decide I am going to get closer to my dream by the end of this year than when I started. What that closer is, I don't know. You have to choose. You have to decide. But when you get there, you will find that you have a, you've gotten so much further down the road than anybody else who just talks about it. Those people who are always looking to the back, they're always going to be held back. That past becomes an anchor. Yeah, they may be working like the devil and they may be dragging that anchor right behind them. But what would happen if they let go of the past? What would happen if they stopped 
were thinking, well, I've never done this before and just started trying it out, trying stuff. What would happen? You would shoot out in front of everybody like that. Just boom out of there. So you have to stop the buffering. You have to stop deciding and letting everybody else who may judge you stop letting, you know, stop letting their possible judgments get in the way of your happiness because you don't know if they're going to judge you or not. Even if you fail, are they really going to judge you? Well, you're not. Who knows? I don't know. All we have to, all we can do is to take a step forward, take another step forward, know what our goal is. You want a better relationship? Bye, ding. Go have a better relationship. You want to have a running great business? Boom. You've got to start working towards the business. You want to have a strong, solid foundation for, for a financial success? Boom. You have to start making the decisions that you can make. Deciding that how, you, how your wife or your girlfriend or your boss acted beforehand is not, not going to affect it modern day success, except unless you're a victim. And if you're a victim, then everything's in your way. Your own success is in your own way. Ah, I got, I can't, I can't do that because then I get successful and then I, people wouldn't like me. You know, you'll come up with an excuse for everything or you can start trying and getting further down the road. The victim never wins. Doers win. Men of action. They take, they get first prize. Doesn't mean they're winning all the time. Doesn't mean that you've got to rack up all the losses to get your one win. But those times that you do that are when you're going to succeed. When you decide to rack up the losses and you don't apply the loss as being a horrible thing, you're going to get, you're going to get further down the road every single time. If you want help getting further down the road, let me know. I have still got three spots available for free coaching for six months, six months of free coaching. That's $3,000 deal, man. If you would like to do that, reach out to me. Let me know. I would just shoot me an email over at Brian with a Y at relaxedmail.com in the subject line. Say, Hey, free, co- interested in free coaching. So mention free coaching. We'll get it and we'll, we'll get set up consult calls, see what we're, what it is you would like to get accomplished. And we'll go from there, man. I want you to succeed this year. I want you to find the passion. I want you to find the the why on working on your mind. I would love to see all the men that are that listen to this have the strongest four pillars of their life. Have a strong mind pillar where they're learning stuff day every single day. It may just be one podcast and one book that you read a month, and that's okay. You're still improving your mind. But you're also going out, you're at least walking and you're building up a, a, a good, strong, masculine relationship with a bunch of men. You're finding your passion. You're pursuing your passion. You're getting things done that attain to what you're wanting in life. What do you want to do in life? That's what you're going to get. So guys, if you want help with that, reach out to me, Brian with a Y at relaxmail.com. Or if you like, you can go to relaxmail.com forward slash contact and mention that you want to have, you want to try free coaching there. Eat both of those ways get to me. And that's the only ways that I'm actually going to do it. I don't have a sales page set up for this because I don't want it found by, found by, by Google's bots because, you know, they're, they're going to have their own way. 
of of finding out. And I don't want to be swamped by people who just really don't care. I would rather have people who want to get down the road. Those men who want to see results. If you want to see results, reach out to me. If you're just kind of here and you just kind of him and Han and don't really care about it, that's fine. You don't have to contact. Once that burning sensation comes, well, that was a bad choice of words. (laughs) When that burning desire, there we go. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, we're leaving that one. (laughs) When the burning desire to improve yourself finally kicks in, hopefully, you haven't missed the boat though, because there's, like I said, when these next last three people take their spots, a hundred percent off of this coaching package is gone for good. It's gone. We're not going to sweat it no more. It's going to be a, a thing of the past. This is a once in a lifetime deal for me. And after that payments are, are still going to be low, but they're going to start showing up. And so instead of being on, uh, being free, Pretty soon you'll start having to worry about about getting the the price because it's for the first five is free. The next five is going to be three hundred. Next five after that's going to be six. Next five after that's going to be twelve, and it's going to keep going until we hit three thousand. And then from there, it's actually even going to double one more time. So, guys, with that, I want to say thank you very much for listening. Y'all take care. You have yourself a great rest of the rest of the week. And we will see you next week. Till then, go do something with your life.